The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia was bumped from its coveted ranking as CNBC's top state for business, a spot it's held since 2019. Democrats say Governor Glenn Youngkin's divisive politics are partly to blame. Portsmouth Senator Louise Lucas joined other state and local Democrats yesterday for a virtual press conference. Virginia has lost out on our top state to do business. Governor Yunkin's culture war and failed business practices are hurting Virginians and making our Commonwealth less competitive. The Commonwealth now ranks number three on the list, replaced by North Carolina at the top, followed by Washington at number two. Virginia also saw the biggest year-over-year drop in the workforce category moving down from third place to 11th. That category focuses on the state's ability to attract workers at all skill levels and its concentration of science, technology, engineering, and math employees. Home prices have skyrocketed across Virginia during the pandemic. Sales are slowing down, but experts told lawmakers yesterday they don't expect things to get much cheaper. Ben Pavier has more. The median home price in Virginia topped $400,000 in May, according to the Virginia Realtors Association. That's up about 40 percent from just five years ago. Ryan Price, the chief economist at the group, told lawmakers that half of those homes are only on the market for about a week. About a quarter are on the market for three days or less. A lot of those are one day. A lot of those are one hour. Pandemic sales have been especially strong in what Price calls Zoom towns, places like Nelson County or the Northern Neck that have access to both broadband and nature. Price and other experts say housing costs are likely to remain high even as interest rates go up. That's because most of the state doesn't have enough homes to meet the demand. And as homebuyers get priced out, they're likely to rent instead, fueling a rise in those costs too. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Virginians are increasingly fleeing the rising home prices of Arlington, Fairfax, and Alexandria for areas of similar income but lower housing costs. Hamilton Lombard, a researcher from UVA, told state lawmakers that in particular, Wake County, North Carolina is one of the most popular destinations. While housing prices are rising across the country, those in areas of North Carolina, like Raleigh and Charlotte, are not rising at the same rate. Wheat County has typical house price about half that of Fairfax. But if you're starting a job in in Wheat County, you're only taking about a third of a pay cut. So there's a strong financial incentive. Though Northern Virginia previously had the fastest population growth, more remote workers are moving to areas with natural attractions such as the Blue Ridge Mountains and Virginia Beach. 4,000 beagles in Virginia are looking for new forever homes. The dogs are being removed from the Invigo breeding facility in Cumberland. A 2021 inspection of the facility found numerous violations and several injured dogs. Following that inspection, Virginia Representative Elaine Luria and six other members of Congress called for the animals to be confiscated. Authorities now have 60 days to find new homes for the dogs, according to the New York Times. 
The Naval Weapons Station in Yorktown is building what they say is one of the largest living shoreline projects in the region. Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO explains why. For nearly a decade, officials at the Yorktown base have been thinking about ways to combat erosion and sea level rise. Jeff Kissler is environmental director. He says the problems are encroaching and are only going to get worse. The York River has been eroding for some time, and as it does, there's a need to make sure that we can do something that, number one, supports and protects military readiness, but also enhances the local ecology and economy. Their planned solution is nearly 3,000 feet of living shoreline along the river. The base is going to use concrete and granite made into what are known as oyster castles. They provide a home for oysters and other critters, and the material also helps the shoreline absorb wave energy that causes erosion. Kistler says the project will cost about $5 million. It's a joint effort with others, including the Virginia Institute of Marine Science. This is really kind of groundbreaking uh, in this area specifically. You know, this, this hasn't been done like this down here, not to this extent and at this level. He says the initial work should be done this summer. More will happen in the fall, including putting in some marsh grasses and more artificial reefs. That was Catherine Hafner reporting. Old Dominion University has found its first associate vice president for maritime initiatives. In a press release, ODU announced Elspeth McMahon as their selection for the role. The position will focus on identifying ways the university can become more involved with economic development in Hampton Roads. McMahon will also be in charge of overseeing all of the university's maritime initiatives, including offshore wind power and coastal resilience. One of Virginia's most well-known activists for LGBTQ rights is taking a step back from public work. For the final story in our series highlighting queer leaders in the Commonwealth, VPM News reporter Meg Schifres spoke with Aurora Higgs about how she's used her platform to influence corporate and political culture in Virginia. We are here tonight to show the system that we will not be intimidated, that we are here. Some of us are queer and some of us are not. Yes, we are! When Aurora Higgs addressed a crowd of protesters in June of 2020, she was wearing a trans pride flag in her hair and a determined look on her face. Higgs was at the march advocating for the inclusion of trans people in the BLM movement and called on those gathered to protect queer people risking their lives to fight police brutality. For all people here, cis, het, what have you, we are here together and that's what counts and this is exactly what they did not want. Higgs is a black trans non-binary person and Richmond native. She's an activist and has made a career sharing her perspective on LGBTQ issues with policymakers and corporations. Currently, she serves on the governor's LGBTQ plus advisory board and until recently was a board member of the Virginia League of Planned Parenthood. Higgs has also assisted in efforts by another queer leader in the Commonwealth, Delegate Danica Rome, to pass legislation protecting trans people from discrimination by medical providers. Kyle Mason serves on the state advisory board with Higgs. They say her passion and intersectional perspective has been invaluable. She is a person whose advocacy is unapologetic and strong, is so sincere, and I think that she brings an incredibly unique perspective. Higgs grew up in poverty on the south side of Richmond. She first came out to her parents as gay when she was only seven years old and says she was lucky to have a supportive environment at home. Her favorite uncles were already out and accepted by their family at the time. They're the reason why 
I'm as strong and as actualized as I am because they were my models. People my age didn't have those models close to home, let alone models that were already approved by their parents. Higgs currently works as a consultant to companies seeking equity training, especially on subjects related to LGBTQ issues. My job is not to turn a capitalistic institution into like a compassionate one. It's to help give people within those capitalistic institutions ways to get by. After her lectures, Higgs says at least one person always thanks her for starting an overdue conversation about LGBTQ rights in their workplace. But sharing her story of oppression and struggle comes with a cost. It just feels like I'm still the one trailblazing in a lot of ways, and I don't say that in the good way. Higgs is usually the only black and out trans person in these spaces, and she says it's not easy to bear your soul in conference rooms full of strangers. Imagine yourself in the woods, in the thick of it, you're getting cut up, you don't even know if you're going the right way, and everyone's trusting you and your survival depends on you getting through that, but there's just nothing and everything seems to be in opposition with you. Higgs used to donate much more of her time to advocacy, but she says she's pulling back from the role due to the burnout that comes from constantly performing such emotionally taxing work. I am somebody who preaches queer joy and radical hope while also feeling hopeless and feeling undervalued and feeling like I don't even know how I'm going to survive, let alone how I'm supposed to ensure other people like me survive. Higgs says she admires the other advocates who can continue to push forward. At this time, Higgs has stepped down from a leadership role on the Virginia LGBTQ Plus Advisory Board, but intends to finish out her term. Meg Schifres, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.